0: Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties, listen to the questions you have.
1: We find pros in the know to help you learn.
0: And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth,
1: Booth Besties. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Thursday. It is our newest edition of VO Booth Besties, VO 101. The goal of this new series is to provide current and credible information to folks who are newer to the voiceover industry and want to learn more from pros who know. There is so much information out there and it can be quite overwhelming. We hope to ease those feelings. Each week we'll have a new topic and occasionally we'll have a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. You can submit your questions through our website, boothbesties.com or our Facebook group, and we'll do our best to include them in our discussions a quick bit of housekeeping. In order to stay on topic and get as many of your questions answered as we can, we're actually going to keep hand raising turned off. However, the chat will remain open, and this week I will be monitoring that. Now, without further ado, let's get started. Over to you, AB.
0: Thanks, NJ. Um, I think everybody probably knows that a couple weeks ago, JT and NJ and I had the opportunity to go to VO Atlanta, which was so awesome. And we had, I found myself having multiple conversations with multiple new talent that led me to our specific topic for tonight. Because one major theme that I heard over and over again was overwhelm. It feels a little bit like drinking at a fire hose when you stand at, the bottom of all of this VO information. And it's like, I need a website and I need to have social media and I need to have LinkedIn and I need to have demos and I need to have samples and I need to know all my pay to plays and it feels super overwhelming. So we wanted to talk about where to start. And so we are, for the next few weeks, we're gonna cover some of these really basic 101 things. So for tonight, let's start at the very beginning can't resist singing. Um, The first thing that we need to do when we want to get started in voiceover, when anybody wants to get started, is learn the craft. That comes before anything else. So just like in any career, you have to know what your resources are. You have to learn how to use your tools. And one thing you may not know about us is that we love power tools. All of us. NJ and I both, yes. NJ and I love woodworking, and JT just bought an awesome reciprocating saw, which she was ripping roots out in her yard last week, so. But we didn't just jump into building custom furniture or ripping roots out when we first got those tools. We first had to learn how to use them. When I first started using power tools, I was terrified of them, you guys. I was confident I was gonna cut my hand off, and um, I was so scared, and yet now, I feel completely empowered by them.
2: If it makes you feel any better, the first time I used a circular saw, I cut the cord. Cause it was new out of the box. (laughs) So I had the cord tucked under my arm and I made my cut and I was like all proud of myself. And I was like, yeah. And I let the cord go, but the blade was still stopping and it cut the cord right
0: off. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, uh, I, I felt very nervous that I was going to cut something, but I did not ever cut the cord yet, <laughs> knock on wood. Um, so, what are our tools in voiceover that we need to learn how to use? JT, do you want to talk about what some of those are?
2: Um, I mean, the basics before you even worry about social media and demos and websites are, you know, worrying about your voice and your acting ability. Um, you know, you have to start there. Um, then get into which microphone is right for your voice and the cables that go with that and the interface and what digital workspace are you going to use and what does your studio space sound like but the very basic is your voice
0: yep uh we're not even to those business tools yet right like we're not talking about M's and marketing tools and linkedin we're just starting at the beginning so when i first learned to build I had absolutely no idea how to design furniture. So I used a plan that somebody else had drawn up. Um, AnnaWhite.com, love her stuff. It includes step-by-step instructions on PDFs with pictures. Like it it tells you what to buy, what to cut, exactly how to do everything. And it was wonderful because I didn't have to do any of the planning myself. And uh, eventually, after I made a couple pieces of furniture, I started modifying the plans. And now when I wanna build something, I draw the plans up from scratch with zero issues. It's easy peasy. So how can we apply that same principle to voiceover? Um, Well, we start by learning from those who are already experts. We follow their plan and we use the resources that they give for us. So what does that look like?
2: It really starts by practicing. Um, Read books out loud. Learn how to use your microphone. Where's your mic placement? You know, you don't just pop it in there and stand in front of it. Um, You can take a look at local improv or acting classes. We don't often sound the way we think we sound. I suggest, you know, grab one of your kids' books or grab your own favorite book and record into your, your cell phone and play it back and you might be surprised at what you actually sound like. um and if you if you are great that is awesome congratulations. Uh, you can practice scripts from edge studio or gbaa.com but you really need to familiarize yourself using your voice to convey a text.
0: Yeah, you you have to learn the acting, right? Like the improvisation to be comfortable in any setting. So um NJ told us earlier she had this great quote. Uh so often what we think we can do in our mind, once we step on stage or in front of a microphone, it changes. And I've heard so many coaches talk about this when in classes and stuff. They talk about how somebody has this amazing voice and then they step up to the microphone and they sound like this. And everything sounds perfect, right? And that's not how they talk when they're just talking so how do you learn that right so people will tell you to take an acting class or an improv class and maybe you don't know what that means where would you suggest somebody goes for that
2: if you're not familiar with your local community um, theater guaranteed somewhere near you there is a college with a theater department if you call the theater department They are more than happy to give you references to places in your area where you can take classes or be a part of an improv group. Um, They're a fantastic resource.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so I know there's a place down the road for me that has a, it's an acting school. It's not connected to any kind of a community theater, but they teach all sorts of really great classes. Um, So then we have all of our resources after we've been practicing, right? So we've started out, we've been listening to our self-record, maybe we've taken some local acting classes and we're getting comfortable hearing ourselves speak. Perhaps we've bought a cheap microphone or we've made the investment. What, where can we go next for information?
2: Online, online. Um, there are tons of great websites out there that you can practice and learn the craft of voiceover. This includes resource guides, YouTube videos, Um, there are online classes and programs and podcasts, and we're still not even talking about running a business here yet. We're talking about learning to perform, learning to record, and don't cringe, edit your own audio.
0: Yeah, I honestly thought, and I think I've said this before, but I honestly thought when I started that I could just, record my audio and send it. I had absolutely no idea that I was going to have to edit it too, right? Like I did not, I did not know. So learning that was probably my my steepest learning curve at the beginning. Um, so some of those resources were like YouTube videos, resource guides, classes, programs, podcasts, all of those things. Well, let's talk about what some of our favorites are. So okay. you wanna start? Sure.
2: Um, and we'll just go back and forth on this.
0: Oh, let me say Um, really quick. Let me say really quick. Okay. When it comes to these kinds of courses and classes, there are a lot of charlatans and, um, there's a lot of people out there who will take advantage of you. And I, um, I wanted to talk about something Deb Sperling said last night in a, uh, she was doing an ask anything. If you don't know who Deborah Sperling is, we had an episode with her in February I believe she's amazing she said anyone who guarantees you anything is lying to you so do not if anybody's like oh in nine months you're going to achieve this or we're going to make you a demo in six weeks or you're going to be a voice actor in 24 hours (laughs) any of those are it doesn't matter everyone's journey looks a little bit different right like everybody takes this process a little bit differently so that being said stay away from the charlatans. If you want to know who we feel like some of the charlatans are, reach out personally. We're happy to tell you some that we do not approve of, but we don't want to bash anybody publicly. So let's and, move to the ones we like.
2: And, okay. But and just real quick on that note, there is no certification. Yeah, that's true. There is no certification for voiceover. No one recognizes a certification. You don't need a certification. Please do not pay. For someone to tell you that they can certify you okay moving on um one of the most comprehensive training courses that you can do on your own at your own pace is gravy for the brain they have tiered monthly fees um so depending on what you're doing it will give you access to courses webinars um, mentoring forums, there's live mentoring, all kinds of VO tools. They have socials and events. They, uh, it, there is just really, really comprehensive. It even includes a CRM. So as you get started, you can keep track of your jobs and your clients. And if you're going to use a CRM, please start at the very beginning and stick with it if you're going to. Um, don't do what I did and try and um, retrofit your CRM 15 years into your business because it's, oh my goodness, just don't. (laughs) But Gravy for the Brain, because you can pace it yourself and you can access all their resources at any time, is a really great place to start. And their their monthly fee is really very reasonable.
0: Yeah, I loved Gravy for the Brain. I did it for several months and I like that they start you at the beginning. Like there's courses on um everything you can imagine but they have a course that starts you at i know nothing like i do not know anything about voiceover and they takes you through it and you can skip ahead if you do know something um the voiceover resource guide put out by um i know that tim friedlander's part of it but i'm not sure um what the website is i had it on here at one point and i, I think i deleted it but the voiceover resource guide is online it's a great resource, um, list of resources with all sorts of really great information. And then GBAA is another wonderful resource, the Global Voice Acting Academy, G- Global Voice Actors Academy. Yep. If there is live access, or po- uh, access to live coaching and training, rate negotiation and advice, monthly Q and A webinars, recorded classes, access to workshops and webinars, mentors and guidance, a script library you can use to practice, like we were talking about earlier, and discounts to GBAA workshops. A lot of the stuff on their website is free and accessible to anybody. Some of it is a paid membership, but what's one thing everyone can access is the GBAA rate guide. If you're not familiar with that, please go Google GVAA rate guide and learn about it and utilize it. Okay.
2: And you will utilize it. Whether you're booking something on, um, you know, if you join a casting site and you're not sure if the rates are fair or you have to quote it yourself, GVAA is where you want to go. It's simple, it's comprehensive, and it, it makes your life a whole lot easier a whole lot easier. Um, Okay. Edge Studios. Very similar. They have tons of resources. They also have a script library. Great place to practice. Um, They have a comprehensive list of rate guides, so you can kind of compare what different rate guides um, say about different jobs and kind of get an average and determine where you fall on that scale a they have a home studio, Show and Tell, which is really nice. It's a live like video kind of thing where they they take you inside other people's studios, so you can see how they've got things set up, um how they're doing their soundproofing, some fun little things that they've added just to make their studio a little more well, less like being in a box. <laughs> mm. They offer private training that that focuses on your goals and a whole lot more. edge is great.
0: Yeah, um, I, I remember when I first started, I went on to Edge and I got a bunch of their scripts and I started practicing them and then I started putting them together to make a demo and tell me why that's a bad idea.
2: To make your own demo?
0: No, from Edge Studio Scripts. Oh, because um, you and
2: 700 other people have used that same script. <laughs> yes. And you, that's just
0: not a good idea. You really
2: should have your own scripts for your demos.
0: Yes, custom written scripts, right? Um, there are so many content creators out there right now putting out good content about voice acting. Um, on YouTube, you can find tons of them. Um, I love TikTok. I'm, I feel old to say that, but I really have discovered that I really love TikTok. Um, and someone on there is Astoria Redhead, if you're not on TikTok and not following her i recommend it she gives amazing content every day um shout out to mike praviti mike voiceover.com who is often in our room he is putting out really great content um and astoria redhead also has a discord server that you can join that has monthly contests and all sorts of mentorship opportunities and you can ask questions. She has casting directors in it and all sorts of really, really, really great information. Um, Oh, Jane says she loves Mandy and uh, Alicia on TikTok. Yes, I am on TikTok. I cannot vouch for the quality of my content, but there is a (laughs) quantity of content. So (laughs) I have a lot of fun on there. Um, So that's a really great place to source information, but take everything you hear And make sure you get another, um, another source is not the word I'm looking for. Another, uh, opinion on what you hear. Don't, don't, don't take something you heard on TikTok and take it as the, the golden Bible for how to do something. Make sure you back that up with another resource because there is bad information out there as well. And there are predatory people on TikTok and Instagram and Discord as well. So, um, who else have we got?
2: uh Atlanta voiceover studio they offer an intro to voiceover voiceover training for kids um monthly script and pro workouts they have a mic shootout which is really really interesting if you're um if you haven't purchased a mic yet or you're thinking about upgrading the mic shootout is a great place to hear how the microphone sounds see how it works and help you decide which one might be right for you if you don't have um like a, a local guitar center or someplace that you can go and try them out before you buy them. Um, they offer private training and uh, it, they have an entire staff of pros that you can get involved Broadway. with and and learn from.
0: Yeah, and at all different levels. They have beginner classes, they have intermediate classes, they have in-person classes. I think you may have just said that, but they have in-person classes and they have online classes. So it's if you live near Atlanta, it's a it's fun to go in in person and do some group coaching. Um, but they do all of that. Uh, they do a lot of that uh, distance learning as well. Uh, they also have, and I'll mention it later, but they also have a great podcast. And they are just adorable. They're a married couple, and um, I didn't know that for the first while that I was listening to their podcast. I had no idea they were married, and one day. They said something and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> anyway, they're adorable. They're really, really sweet. Um, so Heidi Rue and Mike Stout, Atlanta VoiceOver Studio. Highly recommend any content that comes from them. Oh, they have a newsletter they send out. So if you go to their website and sign up, you can get their newsletter and it's full of really, really, really great information. So um next we have Universal Voice Talent which is a team of seasoned pros who offer four different packages that you can tailor to your goals. I will say this, we do typically tell you to stay away from package-based coaching programs where it's like, oh, you do this many sessions and you get a demo at the end. This uh, particular program is run by Terry Daniel and he he will tell you if you're not ready for a demo at the end of your coaches, coaching sessions. He won't just make a demo if you're not ready. So that's important. Um, and if you feel like you don't need his coaching, but you want to make a demo, he will shorten the coaching sessions and work with you. So it's, it's not a one size fits all like a lot of the other ones that are out there. Um, I worked with him at the beginning of my career and uh, that was my, I made my first demo with them. And they did a great job. I really loved Trish Besson, Besson Yi. I never say that right, but um, she's great. But we'll talk about the coaches more later. But what's the next one on the list? Let's see.
2: Um, the next thing we have on our list is a little bit newer. And we talked about it last week. If you were with us, um, Law, to, Law Lapidus has her new uh, Tick program. She has monthly masterclasses, access to a growing library of recorded workshops, she offers discounts to voiceover adjacent resources like Sweetwater and a, a couple other things where, you know, hey, 10% is can be a huge savings. Um, she does one-to-one coaching as well as group workshops. And again, it's a monthly fee for all of this, but she is super, super reasonable for the content that's included.
0: Yes, um, I did her uh, tick program for a month. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I didn't realize that it was a little bit more like maybe the first few years of your career focused. So, um, it didn't, it wasn't a great fit for me, but I watched how people that were in the program were growing exponentially. And I, I had a lot of fun. I got to do an improv class with them and it was a blast. One of my, um, most fun group coaching sessions that I've had yet. It was a lot of fun. So. Love Laws Tick program. And it's pretty cheap, relatively speaking.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I, I think a lot of these places that offer um a resource, a library that you can go through at your own pace, it's a great place to start before you invest in coaching. You know, give yourself some background, give yourself some time to really absorb the beginning phases of your voiceover career. And when you're ready. Um, especially if you've got a specific genre that you want to
0: work in, then you can seek out coaching. Yes. That's that is um we don't want to put the cart before the horse, right? And coaching can get pretty expensive. And a lot of these resources we're talking about are free or really, really inexpensive. Like Law's uh tick program, I think is thirty dollars a month. It might be thirty-nine, but I think it's thirty dollars a month for the red carpet level, and that gives you access to a monthly coaching session, all sorts of webinars, all sorts of content that you would be paying for, you know, quite a bit outside of doing it through this program. So it's, a, it's really a good way to maximize your, your early investment. Um, the next thing is we have the Actor Studio in Chicago. I don't know a lot about that one, but it comes highly recommended by several people on our Bestie Facebook group. Um, we have Larry Hudson who can teach, he has lots of different classes. Um, if you go to his website, you can sign up for a newsletter that he sends out. that has a lot of really great classes and information, but one thing he's known for is teaching audacity and teaching you how to use audacity. If you're not familiar, audacity is a DAW or a digital audio workstation where you edit your audio and it is free. Lots of people use it and, um, it's not frowned on just because it's free. It's a great. It's a great resource. Um, So, what are some of the other people? Who else could we go to to learn um, how to use a DAW?
2: Um, Well, Uncle Roy, Roy Yokelson, will teach you how to use your DAW and he will help you set up all the shortcuts to make your editing life so much easier. So
0: much easier. Um, Oh, Dan Friedman, he can teach you how to use your audio editing. Software. Um right. And how
2: to um how to use your processing in a in a very subtle way that it it helps you and makes your life easier, but doesn't destroy your audio. You don't want to send out an audition that sounds like you've been put inside a box because you didn't process it the right way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, uncle, I forgot. Yeah. Uncle Roy set my whole audition up in two hours. We sat down and in two hours, he took me from, I could not figure out how to do anything on audition. And I'd been watching YouTube videos for about two weeks, trying to figure it out. And in two hours, he had me editing my audio in half the time that I had been editing it previously. So he's great. Good stuff. Um, Mark Cashman has a lot of classes to offer and, um, I believe he does group, classes and coaching as well. And then there's uh, voiceover extra, which voiceover extra is a daily resource. They'll send you a newsletter every day if you want. It has voiceover career building tips, voiceover industry products, and services and opportunities that they recommend. So that's another really good um, resource that you can use.
2: Um, and just going back to um, the the DAW and learning how to do your audio. Um, Tom Antonellis had a great point. Um, George Whittem, who's going to be with us on Monday and Tim Tippetts also have DAW courses and they're excellent, excellent resources for that.
0: Oh yeah. And Jim Franks or Franks, now I can't remember if it's Franks or Franks, but he just brought up that uh, Don Barnes can teach you how to use Studio One and he has a, a Studio One course that you can purchase And he has an RX course, which RX is another um, audio editing software that you can add on to your DAW. um, And it gets rid of mouth clicks, and it's amazing. It's wonderful. So oh, and uh, Jordan Reynolds. Thank you, Jane. Jordan Reynolds, Audio Ninja. I can't believe we forgot Jordan on the list. Sorry, Jordan, if you're listening to this. (laughs) I'm sure he's not, but (laughs) just in case. Um, So yeah, there's and this is not an all-inclusive list of resources, right? There's so many resources out there. If we missed some that you think should be added to our list, because we'd love to publish this list and get it out there for you guys, shoot them over. Let us know. Um, You can drop them in the Facebook Besties VO community, or you can email them to us, or you can go to our website at boothbesties.com and send them over. But we cannot leave out podcasts because I am a podcast junkie. I don't know about you guys.
2: Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts in my car and when I'm walking. Um, if I happen to be walking the dogs without my hubby with me, I like to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to them on the treadmill. I like to listen when I'm folding laundry. <laughs> if I'm not talking, I
0: like a podcast.
2: So uh, let's talk about some of our favorite.
0: Yeah, and before we get into that uh fleece fr- put in the chat Frank Verderosa, and I forgot about Frank um and he has great TikTok information and he offers um training I believe on how to use a DAW as well. So, he's great. Um all sorts of really good information. He has a podcast, I think, as well. And um, tick- so What? And TikTok. And TikTok. Yes, definitely on TikTok. Um so we uh let's move into the podcast I'll start because I, when I first started in my career, I began listening to the Mission Audition podcast. Now, I am not going to get into the debate over whether we want to be on Voices.whatever or not, but they do have a really good podcast and they do about uh, five to six auditions and they have a coach come in and critique each one and choose a winner. What I find really brilliant is not the critique. It's not the winning. it's the, all of the nuggets of information sprinkled throughout the whole thing. Right. And I learned what the conversational read was and that, uh, I learned all sorts of things that I won't even go into right now because we're getting into the nitty gritty, but it's a really great podcast to listen to. So what else have we got?
2: Um, Crispin Freeman voice acting mastery podcast.
0: Well, yes, that's a good one. Uh, the over copy shop with coffee shop with andrew morrison andrew interviews voice actors and uh, about their journey and talks about kind of what they've learned throughout their journeys it is a pretty interesting
2: speechless with natasha murchevka and kim wilson that is a favorite of mine um, they bring in some fantastic guests and they have been in the industry long enough that um, they've always got golden nuggets for us Um. It, and they're so much fun. Uh, sometimes the episode is you know, 10, 15 minutes long. Sometimes it's closer to an hour, but they're a lot of fun to listen to.
0: Mm-hmm. They are fun to listen to. And what I love about some of these podcasts is no matter what point you're getting in in your journey, you can go back and listen to previous episodes. I listened to one today from 2019 and I didn't even realize when I was clicking that I was getting one from 2019. And they made a comment and I was like, what the heck <laughs> um i they said something that was definitely post uh pre-covid and i was like oh well and then i realized i was listening to an old podcast but they had tons of really great information um so what else who else have we got
2: troy holden the vo life
0: yes his is great and vo boss and ganguza she has really really uh it's some of it's more business focused, some of it's VO life focused, but especially in her earlier episodes, there's a lot of really, really great um beginner information.
2: Yeah. Um, let me think real quick. Um, her series that she did with um oh gosh, I'm drawing a total blank. It was it was about this time last year. Um, she had a co-host that they really focused on um just strictly vo technique and business and um auditions and let me let me google it real quick while we're talking and i will come back to that
0: sure but it I'll was move it was on while you do that yeah go ahead so we've also got the voice over profit podcast with oh i just forgot her name andrea collins that uh, who's the voiceover? If, if anybody knows, feel free to tell me. Yes, Andrea Collins. Hers is great. Most of her episodes are um are older episodes, but they're really, really good information. Um, let's see, what else? The Voice Coach podcast, uh, the voiceover body shop, the voice, let's see, let's talk voiceover. Like I referenced earlier, the Atlanta Voiceover Studio Podcast, middle class VO podcast, which is super fun. The 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 two people that run that, I cannot remember their names to save my life, but they're hilarious. Um, The VO Meter, Behind the Audition, All Over voiceover Podcast, Making It to the Mic, and The Hydrant. So since we are at the end of our podcast list, JT, if you want to finish looking that up, maybe NJ can give us our 30-minute. Got it. Um, Pilar Uribe.
2: The episodes with Pilar Uribe and Erica J were phenomenal resources. Yes. Okay. Halfway.
1: Halfway, Mark. Yay. All right. Hey, everybody. So we have made it to the half hour and we'll do a quick room reset. If you've just joined us, we are VO Booth Besties, and this is the start of our VO 101 series where we discuss fundamental topics about getting into voiceover. Today, we're discussing what it takes to learn the craft. Thanks for joining us, and let's get back to our discussion. Back to you, AB. So, NJ, what have we got in the chat? Well, a lot of good resources are being shared. Uh, Jane asked about getting Source Connect certification. Is it needed or not needed?
2: That is a fantastic question. Um, it is not needed but it is highly recommended. Um, it's a series of courses if if you're not familiar with Source Connect um for those of you who are newer it is a remote it it is beautiful. You re- you talk, they record you in their studio anywhere in the world with a Source Connect connection and it's it's lovely. Um Source Connect can it's it's pretty basic but it can be a little bit tricky to get the right sound and understand the settings and so that's where the certification comes in and the studios who are recording you feel a little more confident in your ability to use Source Connect well if you are certified. And if you do engineering on your end, the certification is definitely important for VOs the talent, not as much as a studio who's doing the recording.
1: So, having saying that you have a Source Connect certification doesn't—it's—it's—it's it's, it's for your own edification. It doesn't get you a job, or it, no. it's not necessarily a selling point for what your capabilities are.
2: No, not necessarily. Um, again, that's that's more for the on the recording side. Um, if, if they the do give you.
0: I would say Cause... they do give you a little badge you can put on yeah. your website, but I have never once been asked uh, for my Source Connect certification. No. My Source Connect ID, yes, not my certification. So uh, I don't have it. I haven't never done it. So there you go. And I'm with you. I love. I love Source Connect. Um, and while we're talking about it, there's a couple of different ways you can use Source Connect. And um, I believe the way George Witten recommends is that you get the trial and you get it installed and you test it out and then you can purchase a three-day pass. So you don't have to buy the month to month if you don't want. Um, I bought Source Connect for a session. I did did not want to pay for it again. So I paid the, I think it was $600 upfront and got it installed and it was for a big session. And, um, they ended up using Zoom, and I didn't even need Source Connect. And it was probably a year before I ever used it with a client after that. So I don't recommend going out and buying it off the bat, but do the free trial, learn how to use it, familiarize yourself with it, and then wait till you need it, um, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, eventually, if you get to a point where you're using it often enough, it can pay for itself in one session. Yeah. Um, but you can, you can purchase a day pass. If you're not using it frequently enough to purchase Source Connect Pro, um, I often see. I mean, it, again, we're talking down the road. Um,
1: yeah, you, we don't need to get into the
0: weeds. Yeah. Then.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's circle back to really um, the craft, which we were talking about. Um, and you had mentioned it earlier. When you talk about acting classes, when you talk about improv classes, or, because I know all three of us come from different backgrounds. So can you guys kind of speak to what what did that mean to you when you got into voiceover? I mean, JT, you specifically, you started off in radio. So mm-hmm. you came from a different path. I came from musical theater. So I certainly came from a different path. And I know, AB, you're in another place. So can you guys kind of speak to how you started learning to do voiceover like what did that look like for you
2: um for me it meant because i was coming out of radio in the 90s it meant sounding like i was not coming from radio in the 90s (laughs) Um, but i had been doing a lot of the commercials at the station so i mean you know trends come and go and when i came out of radio, and I was still doing commercials for clients at the station. back then it was the announcer it wasn't so conversational, although we did have um we did have some things that we wrote skits for as a commercial and and those were so much fun um one of these days I'm gonna have to play one of the one of the old elf Christmas commercials. they were just fun. I love doing those um but yeah, as my career progressed, it just became working with coaches to not sound like I was in radio and to sound more conversational, to sound like I do when I'm talking to you right now. And I don't think that's a process that ever necessarily ends. I think you've you know you've got to study the trends. You've got to listen to commercials that are out there. Listen to the radio don't skip the commercials when you're watching hulu and you can skip them listen to them that's a resource you need to know what buyers are are looking for now you know you can't just come in with a preconceived notion um you see the specs in the audition and you see conversational that may not sound like what you th- think it sounds like. So <laughs> watch the commercials. Listen to the commercials. Don't skip the Pandora ads. Don't skip the Spotify ads. That is research.
0: So learn in your everyday life is what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just a simple, easy resource.
0: Yeah. I I came in at a little different uh, journey because I did a lot of theater in um, my early years, high school, community theater, when I got, you know, after I left college and um, I was in a performing group that traveled the country. We did, I sang, I danced. So I, then I took 15 years to have babies and raise kids. And when I came in, I was like really and truly full of ego is the only way to put it. I, I thought I knew exactly how to do what I needed to do and that I didn't need anyone tell me otherwise so i didn't take any classes i didn't do any coaching and i didn't really do much in the way of all of the things that i'm telling everyone else to do now and i was booking uh but shame on the people who hired me because it was terrible (laughs) i've gone i have all that old audio and i really should just delete it someday but every now and then i go back and listen to it and it was terrible and i just you don't know what you don't know. And it sounds like such a cliche thing to say. And we say it a lot in this industry. But it's because it's true. You really and truly need acting improv or just evaluating your voice needs to come from an outside perspective. Because there were a few really huge things that I was doing wrong. And I had absolutely no idea. Number one, I was over enunciating everything. Number two, I was holding my breath way too long from a background as a singer. And if you're a singer and you don't know you're doing this, you are probably doing this. We, we take a big deep breath and then we hold, 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 and then we take a big deep breath. You cannot do that in voiceover. Um, uh, I was editing awkwardly in the middle of a sentence. So when I started a pickup or a newly inserted audio to a prior existing audio, I would insert it at a higher pitch without knowing it and it made me sound stilted. So, like, in the beginning of a sentence, it would be like da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I'd cut it in the middle and it would become da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that doesn't flow naturally. I didn't know that you should start back at the beginning of the sentence. So there's so, there's so many things that we need to learn, Um, and these these were all small things the minute changes to my performance were massively changing to my career. And that didn't come until I did coaching. And I, um, I, I did not start coaching until right, I guess, the middle of the pandemic, the beginning, right before the pandemic. So I did not have the option to go to in-person classes. There, I couldn't go to my local community theater and take an improv class. I couldn't go down. By the time I finally realized I needed it, I couldn't go take advantage of that. So I did group uh, group coaching, a lot of group coaching, and we forgot to mention anywhere the VO Weekly Workout, but I love the VO Weekly Workout. I was just doing my taxes, and so I was going back and counting how many times I did the VO Weekly Workout last year, and it was like a lot of times. <laughs> so. That's a great way to, um, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a, uh, it's not weekly anymore typically, but it is a workout where you go and you, you pay like $20 and you get to download a script and then you submit a take of it to somebody who evaluates it and then puts feedback online. So that's a really great resource, but, and Jay, did you have something to well, add?
1: Well, and you guys both are hitting on some fantastic things, and I just want to piggyback that. You know, JT talked about the announcer sounding coming from radio, and you're talking about listening to current um, commercials and 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 you know what what's trending right now. But I think another thing that a lot of new to the industry don't realize, and I get to actually speak to this because I made a post about it on LinkedIn today, is not every genre has a universal voice style. So Mm -hmm. understanding that conversational and commercial isn't going to fly in promo. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And you being you um, in an audio book and I know Steve Corona I use I he's one of my point of references so often for audiobooks. He does that a lot. But understanding being a narrator is not the same as doing a conversational commercial read, right? So really understanding your genres. And often as new voice actors, guys, how many times did we hear this in Atlanta? Hey, new person, so glad to, you know, to meet you. What do you want to get into? Oh, animation. Just animation. <laughs> Right, and that's, I'm not being ugly, but my point is, holy moly, animation takes a minute, guys. And, you know, and of course it's between video games, animation and commercial, the, those are the most desirable, which also means most competitive genres of VO. You know, so you really need to also take some time and learn the different genres, understand, and this will come with the coaching, but even before, again, we're talking about just the craft of voiceover. Even before you even, you know, don't make a decision. Don't decide. I've met many people who are like, I'm gonna be an audiobook narrator. Have you done an audiobook? Well, no. You might not wanna be an audiobook narrator once you never know. But it's what JT said at the beginning is record yourself reading a book. When you listen back to it, do you run out of energy? do you run out of air what what um a b commented on when I'm a singer too, and are you taking breaths like this in between lines or are you comfortable breathing through your nose and taking you know using dropping your soft palate and and taking quieter breaths and can you sustain that for a whole audiobook or an e learning module so There's so many different styles of voiceover that you can tap into, but it's you gotta just practice it first. Who cares about the microphone? Who cares about the coach? Just again, sit down and listen, record yourself, send it to send it to your friend. A B talks about having an unbiased person. That's hard. Um, but you know what? Liz Atherton, she has a great little trick where she's like, get your oh, I think it's Liz, but it's get your script. You know, just find one and then go to Starbucks and just say, hey, you know what? Right now, Starbucks is offering, you know, two for one on their latte, whatever. And, you know, is it believable? Does it sound, you know, does it, um, does that person feel like they're being sold to or do they feel like it is it is conversational? You know, j- just talking to a stranger. Um, I know most people aren't comfortable with that, but the point is really practice first. Really hone the craft that we're talking about. So, and understanding the different genres. Okay, I'm done.
2: And, well, you know, one of the other things that, and it sounds crazy. Um, okay, so there's the, the sexy genres, the commercial, the video game, the narration, the promo. The unsexy stuff is probably what's going to pay the bills a lot of months. The corporate narration and the e-learning and um, medical. If you can nail a medical read, fantastic. I am not even kidding. Sit down and read the, um, the ISI, the Important Safety Information Packet that comes with your medication every month or that, that the little printout that your pharmacy gives you with your medication when you pick it up. That is money, people. And not everybody can do that well and if you can i mean that's bread and butter right there so i mean okay it's not a conversational read but there is a pattern to it and there's a cadence to it and if you can get good at that that's that's a whole other thing that you know it it, you may not be calling your friends saying oh my gosh i just booked this commercial you listen for it but you know (laughs) Every now and then i I still get a a text from somebody saying, "I just watched a tutorial on GoDaddy. was that you? Mhm- <laughs> yeah, like seven years ago, and they're still running, but yeah, I mean, so don't don't discount the other things and practice those too because that's a great job to book."
0: Yeah. They're a great way to get your feet wet for sure. Um, Steve Cronus says, I love bread and butter. It pays the bills. Yeah. And it's so true. There's, you know, uh, people always ask me when they find out I'm a voice actor, like what, well, what have I heard you do? And I'm like, <laughs> welcome to your benefits for 2022. You know, like yeah. I've done a lot of that kind of read, right. Or how to videos, um, for using medication, like the, here's how to use your inhaler right? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of videos, those explainer videos are great and learning. I I did not know. I still get a little confused on the difference between like a corporate read and an industrial read and an explainer read. And, you know, there's all these different genres, e-learning, some of them seem to kind of cross each other and, and bleed into each other a little bit. But they're all really, really great ways to learn. And um, you can practice, Molly Molly Marie says, I started volunteering to read textbooks for the blind, psychology textbooks, right? Like that's a great way to practice. If you can make that sound interesting, you're golden.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, those are the clients that you keep. Yeah, they don't wanna have to look for a new voiceover talent every time they update their benefits information, or they update their corporate training, or they have a new product come out. I have clients that I've had for those projects for eight, 10 years. And those are the the emails that just come in and they're like, hey, we need this. And you get it back to them. And I mean, they're they're a great way to build your client base and build relationships. And so yeah, don't don't count those out.
0: I love it. Um Vanessa Garcia says it's like taking courses at a university, right? Commercials like your prerequisite courses um, and Each genre of voiceovers like your vo major. I uh, (laughs) Love that. I feel like I I did mine a little bit backwards because I did all the other stuff first and then I kind of transitioned into commercial but Commercial you it's just your natural voice, right? You're not supposed to be putting it on There's not supposed to be any different cadence or rhythm or pattern. It's just supposed to be you so it's a, it's a really great analogy. I like how she said that. Um, I really wanna, before we close up, I really wanna go through why, so we're progressing through this journey, right? We've learned our tools, we've studied some resources, we've been practicing on our own. Maybe we've taken some classes in person. Maybe we've done some group coaching. We've got a membership with Gravy for the Brain. We're now ready to work one-on-one with a coach. And I cannot stress enough the importance of good coaching. It's. It feels like a buzzword. I, I distinctly remember when I first found Facebook groups and online forums for voiceover, I'm like, it just feels so self-serving that all these people are like, get a coach, get a coach. Every question you ask, they're like, well, ask your coach, get a coach, get a coach, get a coach. And it annoyed me so much because it felt very self-serving to coaches, but it's because it's true. It's so they know what they're doing. They're that that person uh, who can help you learn the power tools right there with you, you know, and guide you and show you and give you a path to follow. So they're great people. Um, There are predatory coaches. We said that. There's a zillion out there who will sell you a package. They're not all a good choice, you guys. And not all coaches are a good choice for all talent. I know that NJ and I have both worked with the same coach and she had an amazing experience and I did not have an amazing experience. And we worked with the same person and we were working on the same thing. So it's really personalities and how they mesh. Um, You're going to, it's like getting a therapist, right? Like you're, sometimes it's a good fit, sometimes it's not. And you might work with a therapist for a couple of weeks and be like, no, I cannot, I cannot work with this person.
1: Coaches are like your vo therapists, (laughs) (laughs) your, yeah, you need to keep. And there's also different coaches for different genres, Mm -hmm. you know, cliff and M and you kind of also hear to your point, AB, you know, we also kind of hear the coaches, you know, there's this, there are lots of coaches and there are some coaches that aren't in this, you know, maybe a particular circle and are still more than qualified. They're also working voice actors which is another thing we should caveat that with knowing that they're current on trends and you know um what auditions are looking like and what casting directors are looking for but anyhow but you know like we hear cliff zellman i mean cliff you say cliff and what do we say automotive Automotive. You know, that's you know what i mean so um mark growl lori allen they are really commercial heavy dave Finoy, we say and michael scott we say video games right so so understanding that there's different coaches for different genres, too. And so you want to, when you get closer to deciding, like, for example, in my post today on LinkedIn, I actually had worked with Jay Michael on political. I am not a political but I was like, you know what? I just want to give it a go, see what it sounds like. I just sounded like a mom yelling at her kids. It did not land <laughs> at all. And I'm okay with that. But I wanted to, just, I'm like, because I know there's a difference because every genre is different and every coach is different. But then I met with Jeff Howell yesterday to work on TV promo. Because like you, Alicia, I was like, I got this. like, totally got it, you know. But no, there was some nuance. But I would go to Jeff promo and i would go to jmc for political you know and so you you do kind of learn in the industry different coaches for different genres it doesn't mean that there aren't others you know you know that that you just don't hear all the time but yeah there are kind of um areas that different coaches work in
0: absolutely absolutely and i think it's important what you're pointing out that um you have to try things out sometimes to figure out if you like it, if it's a good fit for you. I tried an animation class by accident in VO Atlanta. I went in with JT. We thought it was going to be a commercial class based on the, the title, and it was not a commercial class. And I was like, I am in the wrong class. But y'all, there were 30 people in front of the door on the floor. I couldn't get out like, <laughs> like without really busting my head open and tripping and falling. I knew I'd fall if I tried to get out. So I was like, what the heck? So he's like, who wants to read? And I raised my hand and volunteered because why not? And y'all, sorry, I'm Southern. So I say y'all all the time. You guys, <laughs> if you go watch this, when you watch your VO Atlanta replays, you, I give you permission to laugh at me. It was terrible. JT it can- It was she not can,
2: terrible. It was terrible. It just wasn't-,
0: it wasn't My It was comfort
2: zone. <laughs> no,
0: it was not my genre at all. And I, but I had so much fun doing it, but I walked out of there going, yeah, Right now, that's not something I want to work towards. I would need to put a lot more time into it. I'd rather focus my attentions here. And that brings up a good point. Molly asks Molly Marie says, Are there folks out there with great ears that will listen to you and tell you what genre is best? And I'm assuming you mean for you. And who do you trust? Do you want to speak to that, JT?
2: That's a tough question. Um, I think there are some coaches out there who. Who do coach in a multitude of genres? Who will, but first of all, a reputable coach is going to have a conversation with you before you ever book a session or pay them a dime, um, even if it's just a, a free 15 minute phone call to talk to you and get to know you and what your goals are. And that's a big, you know, White flag, do it. Um, take advantage of that that fifteen minute call, and talk to them and and see if they're a good fit for you. Um, you may not know it in the in the first call, but it's at least a good place to start. If somebody is saying, "Okay, well, you know, I want you to sign up for a package and it's going to be X thousand dollars, and we're going to do this every Monday at eleven o'clock for twenty weeks," eh, slow down. Um, I would look for um, a coach who's not necessarily specialized. Um, book a trial session with them, and go. You know, let them know up front that you want to go over a variety of scripts, and that that's what you're looking for is some some direction in what genre to pursue. But I think most coaches are going to tell you that you you really need to pick that yourself. You need to read the scripts and see what feels good for you. Um, just like a coach can't necessarily tell you if you're ready for a demo, you need to know if you're ready to record that demo.
0: Yeah. And I feel like once you, uh, once you do start booking, whether it's through, um, direct marketing or online casting sites, you'll find typically, at least at the beginning that you'll, you'll be booking more in one genre. And that's how you kind of know where, you have some strengths. I found that once I I would keep auditioning for certain things and never book those jobs and I'd audition for other things and book those consistently and that's how I kind of found a focus at the beginning. So, that's just an idea, but we we could list out for you coaches. Um we have several we recommend. Um we're going to put because we're running out of time and I really want to give you guys a comprehensive resource and just in this chat people are putting really great ideas and I'm like, "Oh, I forgot about that person." There's so many great coaches out there and there's some we really wanna stay away from. So um, I put a link in the chat and at the top of this thing, that's a survey. And yes, please, the survey is completely confidential. Somebody actually messaged me in the survey and said, email me for more information. I'm like, I don't know who you are. I cannot see email addresses, names, anything. It's completely, completely confidential. So, um, and anonymous is is the word I'm using. We're gonna use this information to help us formulate uh, a good resource that we can put on our page for you that you can use for good vetted coaches. We won't list any coaches that we don't feel like have been vetted by someone that we trust. So list out why you like your coaches as well. Um, And and we'll get that resource out to you as soon as we have it ready.
1: All right, guys, we have made it an hour thank you everyone in the audience um, for hanging with us. I just wanted to add one more comment. And that is, this is a very subjective industry, not only of your own voice of your own talent, it is subjective as to who you think is a good coach or who you think is a good demo producer, or it is very subjective and just full of opinions. So I think the biggest takeaway for me to wrap this up is to, if this is something you really want to pursue, you have a passion for it, trust yourself, trust that you will, you will follow our steps. You will, you will, you know, move forth with confidence that you will get the training that you want. And if this is something you want to do, decide to do it. And, and that's it. And when you get hired, cause you will, like AB said, You'll start to find your lane, but ultimately it's gotta be what you love to do and and what you wanna pursue. And and the subjectivity, that's that's outside of your control. So uh, on that note, thank you for joining us and we really appreciate your support. Uh, JT, I'll turn it over to you. All right, thanks.
2: We're excited to share that Monday, our guest speaker will be the amazing George the Tech Widom. George is going to join us to discuss acoustics, studio space, sound treatment, and more. You won't want to miss it. And please head over to boothbesties.com or the VOBB Facebook group to submit your questions, and we'll make sure we get them included in our interview with George on Monday night. Thank you for being here and good night.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, Pretty much anywhere
2: they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going.
1: Video Booth Besties.
2: Yeah, it's a thing.